0: Thank you, everyone, for joining me here on the High Ground podcast. I am excited. I, I always love doing these like character-specific episodes because we can do some some deep dives into them. Um, and today we are talking about Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo. So I want to kind of start by let's go around, have everyone introduce themselves. So I want to hear you know who are you, how you got started with uh, with Star Wars. Um, what is it about Kylo Ren and what is your favorite Kylo moment? Um, so I hope that's not too much, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we'll start with, uh, with Jay.
1: All right. Uh, my name is Jay on TikTok. I'm Jay Windu. And the way I got started into Star Wars was um, through my mom because she grew up with the original trilogy and she told, um, she told me and my sister that she wanted to show us these movies. So we watched one through six at the time. And I fell in love with them, and uh, I, I didn't really understand them because I was only six. But I was, I just loved the the action and the lightsaber battles. But uh, what's it called? I I watched Clone Wars and Rebels, and just and just understood it more and more, and I just fell more in love with it.
0: Awesome, no love it. Uh, and then uh, you you did tell me Kyle Ren was your favorite character. Um, well, what do you like about Kylo Ren
1: and uh, what's your favorite Kylo Ren moment slash Ben um, Solo? <laughs> I just love, I, I, I like how he's, he's different from other, other um, villains that we've seen in the past. Of course, because he's not a Sith. He's, uh, he's not a Sith, but he still uses the dark side. And I, I just think he's a super cool villain. And my favorite uh, Kylo Ren moment was probably in The Last Jedi when uh, the First Order was was um, attacking the Resistance and Kylo Ren was in the ship and he was about to shoot the window um, that Leia was in, but he chose not to. He, he hesitated. Cause, and I like that because it showed that he still had good in him. And you could see that he had emotion and he cared. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's definitely, like, one of the most complex characters in Star Wars, full stop. And, like, that's what I love getting into, is, like, the, the deep, the, the nitty-gritty of them. But, uh, Brooke, are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, well, my name is Brooke. Um, I'm Dazzler on TikTok. Um, I feel like I have a kind of out-of-the-ordinary experience with Star Wars, because it wasn't really something I actually grew up with. Um, my parents are not really into it. I was more of, like, in the Disney movie. I was a Disney kid. Um, so... I remember. I specifically remember watching the Phantom Menace when I was like six years old, and just being really confused. Um, honestly, I'm still really confused when I watched that movie. Um, but it wasn't until I started dating my current partner, who was he's a huge Star Wars fan, so he showed me all the originals. Um, this was right around the time The Force Awakens was about to come out, um, and I still really wasn't super invested. Um, so I ended up actually dropping him off at the movie theater to see The Force Awakens. I had to work, I think. <laughs> So I didn't see that in theaters. I didn't watch it until, like, months later. But then when The Last Jedi was about to come out, I was like, okay, no, I want to see this. Like, I had watched The Force Awakens, and I think I was a little more interested in it at that point. So The Force Awakens was my first theater experience with Star Wars, and I absolutely fell in love with it. The Last Jedi is now my top favorite. Um, but yeah, so I've been into it ever since then.
0: Nice. Um. And is is he here in the chat? Any chance he
2: is not? He's playing COD over in the other room. I told him to join uh, if he wanted to, but
0: we'll probably watch it later. <laughs> that's, that's fine. It's all good. <laughs> and uh, last but not least, Mary Lou.
3: Hi guys. Oh, also, um, Brooke, I I don't know if you want to talk about why you connected to Kylo Ren. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: I did oh, skip over yet. that. Um. Yeah. Brooke. It's all good. <laughs> um.
2: I am, I feel like I'm always really drawn to very complex characters for sure. And it's even better if they're tall, dark, and moody. Um, like, I think Snape was probably one of my first like character crushes when I was reading Harry Potter. Um, and I think because The Last Jedi was my first theater experience, that is where we see like so much of his complexity is why I just really fell in love with his character. And over the course of the three movies, I just think he's so interesting and has such an uncommon, like, story arc. Yeah, now
0: mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. And uh, and Mary Lou.
3: Hi guys, my name's Mary Lou. I go by Miss Eggy on TikTok. Brooke, it is so nice to finally meet you. Yes. Um, when he mentioned that you were going to be on, I was like, ah, yes. Um, and Jay, is it? It's Jay, right? Yeah. Hi, it's so nice to Hi. meet you. Nice to meet um, you too. Thank you. Uh, so, for me, uh, I've been into Star Wars my entire life. Um, I grew up. I always say, like, there's a there's like a running joke with me where I'm like, there are three things I love unconditionally, and that's my parents, my brother, and Star Wars. Like, I have no memory <laughs> of first loving them. I just love them. Like, we always had the original trilogy on when I was a kid. And um, I loved it, I loved it. And I saw the, so I've been a, a lifelong fan. I saw the prequels in theaters. Um, and then I, so, you know, it was, it was kind of fun because the original trilogy was like my childhood, the prequels for my adolescence, and then the sequels are my adulthood. And so it's, it, so I just lived, loved it my entire life. And for Kylo, it, it actually took me a while before I finally... I used to say, like, oh, he's one of my favorites for a really long time, because if I, I and I think that maybe we can all uh, all of us who he is our favorite character, I think we can all relate to like saying Kyle Renya is your favorite Star Wars character. Sometimes elicits uh, interesting responses from people. Um, well, have you seen the originals? Like, yes, I've seen the originals. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, yes, I have. Yeah. Um, but uh, finally, I admitted it to myself, like about a year ago. I was like, "No, he's my favorite. He's my favorite character," um, and and yeah, uh, my favorite. I just really, really connected with his very unique journey as a character, and I related a lot to his to to kind of his struggle and what he overcomes. And my favorite moment, I mean, ugh, I mean that lightsaber comes out behind his back, man. I mean that oh my god (laughs) and the and the shrug i oh man it just absolutely my heart fell i mean it's that or when he smiles for the first time and the last time uh that is just the both of those moments are just very wonderful so i'm so excited to talk about them
0: (laughs) absolutely and it also um i have uh bethel 77 or the michael potter from tiktok uh say that they should make a like a young snape movie with adam driver
2: <laughs> keep seeing that everywhere work
0: and it would just uh destroy brooke um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh but yeah all right so We'll we'll jump forward. So first, I kind of want to talk about his his journey through each of the films and kind of go around and talk about that before we drop down to that next layer of getting to those deeper themes. So obviously, we are, oh, I should probably start with actually introduce myself. Uh, We all know my story of watching Empire Strikes Back over and over again. Um, But when it comes to Kylo Ren, again, he's a character that has a lot going on under the surface. Um, and for me, that's why I love Star Wars in general. You know, A New Hope starts as a very simple black and white story of good versus evil. And then as soon as you get to the next level, it stops being that that simple and it starts adding complexity. And the bad guy wasn't always bad. He was bad for specific reasons. And then the good guy is debating whether or not to destroy the bad guy. And in the end, uh, he... Shows him love and kindness And that's how he wants him over And it's such a, a unique story Because that's not It's not the same um, Child's power fantasy That we normally expect um, And so That's that's why I love it And then Ben is the epitome of, of that Of that depth, of that struggle and So that's why I really like him um, I have to say though If I am looking At the film's um, the intensity of his fight with Luke has to be my favorite because there is just a lot broiling beneath the surface of both of these characters. And I do little things to make it apparent, like Luke has the blue lightsaber. Like, that was just destroyed a minute ago, but in his rage, he can't see it. Uh, and a bunch of little things like that. It's It's just really cool. But yeah, let's jump into those films. You know, first we meet him in The Force Awakens, which, uh, by the way, his shuttle—the all-black one—is just sick-looking. And man, when he was introduced, he looks like he's just sheer power. Um, So cool. Uh, Jay, what 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 are your thoughts about um, about Kylo Ren through uh, The Force Awakens?
1: Awakens, yeah, I remember when they first introduced him, he stopped the bullet in midair. I thought that was so cool seeing that opening night and just just seeing all these new force abilities that we've never saw, like how he stopped Ray from moving. And yeah, like like you said, he looks like he he looks like a super powerful dude. And yeah.
0: What were your thoughts when he took off the mask the first time?
1: Oh, I was not expecting him to take off his mask. I thought he was gonna be like Vader. like it's gonna it was like gonna um, what's it called like it' was gonna be suspenseful to see what like he looks like. We'll like learn it from the uh like in the last movie what he looks like but he, uh yeah it was it was very it was different seeing him take off his mask and i I thought he was gonna be older, but he was he's young
0: yeah, yeah, and I thought that was really uh, an important way to differentiate like this is not Vader, you know. Um uh, but uh, how about you Brooke as we go through uh the Force Awakens what jumps out at you?
2: Yeah, um well I just watched the Force Awakens and the last Jedi in the last couple of days to kind of prep. So I've got a lot of notes, but I'll try to keep it not super long. Um my first note is first of all his ship is so damn cool <laughs> cuz <'cause> it <laughs> is when it comes out. So like when we first see him it's you're like oh like it's the new vader right because that's i kind of think that's what they wanted everyone to think um but we start to see those like like the literally the mask kind of peel away or like the you know menacingness of him that we see him at first kind of be stripped away and i think when we see him first we see him in front of snoke so right off the bat we know that he's not like the big bad like in the originals, we don't find out that it's not Darth Vader. That's really pulling all the strings until later in the trilogy. So right off the bat with that. And then when he takes his helmet off, like we know that there is definitely something different about this guy. And he's definitely different from Vader. Um, so I think that already added more layers to him than Vader, at least in the first movie, if you're just comparing him Mm -hmm. to Vader in a new hope, um, obviously that changes. But he also is just... He's so much more unhinged. Um, You can tell that he is probably a lot younger. Um, I think Vader had a lot more control over his anger when we first see him in the original trilogy. And it's very clear that Kylo does not have a lot (laughs) of anger management (laughs) control. Um, And then I think it's cool that we get the you know, he's the son of Han Solo very early on in the movie too. So that already adds like another layer um, to that as well. I love the, in the very beginning, the old guy, uh, I can't remember his name um, when they're on who, Yes, he's great. But he says, um, you know, you can't deny the truth that is your family. And so that already gives us like a little hint that he's going to be an important character So I just think it's really cool, at least through that. And then as we get through the Force Awakens more and more, he just starts, you know, those layers kind of start coming off. And we start to see that he really is just like a little boy in a mask,
0: essentially. No. (laughs) And and, and your thoughts, like, when the mask came off? I don't know. I mean, I know a lot of people... Uh, you know adam, adam driver is a beautiful man but when the mask first came off i thought he looked like a wet dog uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what i saw it was uh, i like, can't remember why what, the long face buddy
2: <laughs> i can't remember what my like first thoughts were i think because like the first time i watched the force awakens i was just kind of watching it to watch it not really watching it to like be really into it so i remember the second time around obviously he's a very attractive man but i noticed that the casting was impeccable because he if you look at like young pictures of han solo and young pictures or harrison ford Mm -hmm. and long pic oh and pictures of adam driver they actually look really similar which is crazy to me i think it's the nose Mm
0: -hmm. but i thought that was really cool yeah yeah same and uh marilyn
3: all right, so starting with The Force Awakens. Um, so admittedly, interestingly enough, I didn't really have an opinion on Kylo after I saw The Force Awakens. I, we, I saw The Force Awakens and I thought he was fine. I was like, okay, he's fine. Like everyone kind of kept asking me like, oh, what did you think of Kylo Ren? And I was like, I, but my thing was like, I was like, I don't know yet. Because I was like, we're missing information. Like, th- th- we only have one third of a trilogy out. I'm not sure how I feel about this character yet. And um, it for me, it was with The Last Jedi that I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, this is might be my favorite character ever. But upon re-examination of the trilogy, I love The Force Awakens. It's one of my favorite Star Wars movies. And I love, I love him in this movie. Um, first off... We need to acknowledge how. What a smart move his conception, like the character's conception, was. Because when we think about when we examine fiction, um, like especially like a like a like Shonen anime style, like adventure stories that are that are serialized, there's um, there is a very standard trope or very standard narrative device called like villain progression. Like every time our heroes defeat. One villain, the next villain that comes up is more stronger and more powerful, and well, oh, this gym leader is even more powerful. You know, like, oh man, like, you know, we just defeated Frieza. Cell, you know, it's it's <laughs> it's classic. It's like it's used in everything, you know. Neck, oh, you thought season one's villain was bad? Just get just wait till you get a load of season two's villain. Like, it's more powerful, more menacing, and Disney was incredibly smart because they looked at Darth Vader. <laughs> Possibly the most, I mean, I, I actually, I struggle to think of a fictional character more iconic in Mm -hmm. fiction and they were like, yeah, no, we can't, no. (laughs) They were like, no, no, no. We can't up the ante. We can't attempt. We're not even going to attempt to bring in a more powerful, more stronger, more iconic villain, you know? And instead they're like, what if we just make him like a Darth Vader fanboy (laughs) <laughs> and it's like this is genius. Like this is genius. And and it's and it's it was just such a smart move. And I thought I just applaud them for that. And um, one of my favorite details about the Force Awakens too is how and I, and I think I, me- I mentioned this at some other podcast with you, Coco. But like when and we already talked about it too. How like when Darth- when um, when Kylo shows up, it he is peak Vader. He is scary mm-hmm. and intimidating and the music is popping off and he is killing people and he is oh my god and the stomping and the power. And as the movie goes, he just th- 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 like, suddenly <laughs> these cracks begin to show, like Brooke said, like these cracks begin to show. And every scene after we're kind of like, huh, that wasn't that wasn't very Vader-like. You know, what is it? He's arguing with this like pasty guy, like, you know, that's not very Vader-like. You know, he's throwing a temper tantrum. That's not very Vader-like until we are we are left with a literal child stomping his feet in the snow, yelling at a girl to give him his toy back. It's, it's, (laughs) it's so funny and it's so genius and it is very purposeful. And I thought that was fantastic. And, and, and also like, I think something that I noticed too was in the interrogation uh, scene. I, 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 was examining his dialogue in that scene and it's the scene where he goes hang on I I have my computer up let me pull it up he looks at rain he's like and he says you're so lonely so afraid to leave uh at night desperate to sleep you imagine an ocean I see it I see the island like I'm like you're talking to yourself like you're just talking to yourself like you're so lonely you're afraid to leave he's afraid to leave the first order he doesn't think he's has a place anymore back home with his family at night desperate to sleep my god as the movie goes on the movie as the trilogy goes on oh, yeah. he looks shittier in every movie <laughs> he's like <laughs> looks exhausted his hair is matted to his face he's like shaking He's he's got like he looks like he has caffeine jitters he's like like i hate this um and to, and when he took his mask off my reaction was i had like five reactions i was like whoa what like this is so what's going on you know and I I also like admittedly was like you know masks are hard because we all build up what we think it is so I feel like I think everybody kind of went huh you know when he took the mask off because everyone kind of had this idea of what he looked like and it and, and and of course the most poignant thing is again like we said like he's not in it's like Jay said you know he's not an old man he's a kid and the moment he took his mask off, in retrospect, when I had rewatched it like a year later, I was like, he's going to get redeemed. There's no way because he's revealing to us he's taken his mask off like so early. There's something brewing here. And uh, and I thought it was a really cool move. It's a ve- I love him in this movie. It's great.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I, I love how uh, Jedi Master Sleepy was talking about your comments of him looking worse and worse. It, like he looks like he's strung out on the spice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, no, that's and that's one of the reasons I love um, you know, like like I said, how uh, A New Hope starts as a very plain black and white good guy, bad guy, and an Empire. Um, you see, oh, my goodness, he's so powerful. You know, Vader's choking. He's killing all these people. But then you get a glimpse when the helmet's going on. Oh, that's a man under there. And he's like, he doesn't look like a strong man. He looks like he's had some, He's seen some stuff. Uh, and then after that point, we get him talking and kneeling before the emperor. And you realize, oh, he's not the, ba- the, big, the big bad they set that up here in the very first movie where the same exact thing could happen um Kylo Ren doesn't take off his mask until like an hour uh more than that uh it's it's pretty well into the film that he takes off the mask before that he's like just terrifying you know specter of a person that with this otherworldly voice um <clears throat> and then yeah he takes off that mask and that's when you see that the cracks start to show. And so when I saw it, I actually was like a lot of people where I was like, Oh, well, he's no Vader. And I realized, Oh, that's the point. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually think that's a lot of the time that people have issues is they're trying to place characters in these very specific molds and the characters don't fit and that's what makes them, you know, disliked. But no, that, like, that's the whole purpose. Um, but also in, in The Force Awakens, when, you know, they yell the name Ben, you hear his name for the first time. That part hit me in the heart, too. <laughs> like, Ben! And I was like, oh, his name's after old Ben. And before anyone asks, Leia knows a lot more about obi-wan kenobi than luke does leia grew up with all the stories from uh from her dad uh her adopted father bail organa and bail would send periodic updates to obi-wan so that you know they would know what was going on but yeah uh, leia grew up knowing a lot more about obi-wan than luke did so that's why it still makes sense and they named their kid after his chosen name, Ben. Um, anyways, <laughs> yeah, uh, h- huge fan of his character arc in that movie. Um, then we move to my favorite of the the trilogy, which is the Last Jedi, and this is kind of where we get deep. Um, this one I'm gonna start with uh, with Brooke.
2: Okay. Um, I feel like coming off of. The Force Awakens I and probably like the majority of people were feeling two things or thinking two things like A who is this like emo like (laughs) knockoff Darth Vader and B holy shit this guy just killed Han Solo Mm -hmm. because that's probably I feel like Kylo's character is just like the epitome of like subverting expectations, like he is just written to do things that we never expect from him. I feel like they could have easily have just written him on the bridge with Han and just walking away from him, but they decided not to do that. Um, So at the same time where we see him kind of being this like moody teenager type character, once we get to the end he's just very like confusing because he kills his own father but then when we see him fighting in the forest with finn and ray once ray gets the saber he looks like afraid of her like in awe of her a lot of people think that he's angry but he is definitely not he's just like shocked so he's very confusing and I didn't really know where they were going to go with his character. Um, moving into The Last Jedi, and I feel like the entirety of The Last Jedi, he's continually subverting those expectations that we have of a classic villain, which is great. Um, now, like upon re-examining the, last, or the Force Awakens, we see these little tidbits that there's always been kind of light still in him. I mean, he even says it halfway through the movie, like, I still feel the pull to the light, but now we can see kind of, clues throughout the entire movie so moving into the last jedi um he you can tell that from the beginning he's already like even more torn apart than he was in the force awakens um like one of the i think the first scene or if not one of the first scenes we see him in the throne room finally with snoke like in person and he immediately kneels down just like vader does with the emperor um but he just almost looks like a scared like puppy almost um, and Snoke is kind of mocking him like you're just a child in a mask like take that crap off like you don't you don't need that like you're not actually Vader like he says uh, oh he said he says bested by a girl who had never held a lightsaber. you're just a child in a mask um, things like that so he's just like kicking him down um so then when we see him in the elevator and he you know smashes his helmet that's like the last thing that we would expect but he does it out of anger but i think it also symbolizes the movie's whole theme of letting the past die because he i think is finally coming to terms with like well if no one thinks that i'm going to be the next vader even snoke doesn't think i'm going to be the next vader then i'm just not going to try to do that anymore and just try to be more of whoever my own person is um so I thought that that was really interesting as far as his kind of development. And I also noticed from the beginning that his intentions in the First Order, like he was never really, he didn't really ever seem that invested in the, the mm-hmm. motivations of the First Order. He was just kind of there because that was what like he was, he wanted to be on the dark side and that just happened to be like where the dark side was. Um, he was using it, I guess, kind of as like resources to serve his own purposes he never really seemed like he wanted power he just like the whole time we see him through the force awakens he's he wants to get to, to luke because he wants to destroy luke and then throughout the last jedi he's constantly angry at if it's not luke he's angry at something else um so when he goes on his ship and he starts like, going towards the rebels it was interesting because I was like, why is he even attacking them? Like, he doesn't seem like he was invested in that in the first place. Um, but then we see the Leia's on there and another, you know, expectation that we had was he was maybe, you know, he killed his father. So he probably is going to kill his mom too. And then he doesn't do that. So that was another kind of, you know, clue to the light still being a part of him. He just couldn't do it. And there's just so much... So, The Last Jedi, I could talk about it forever. Um, but yeah, he's just constantly subverting our expectations, especially when we get to the throne room scene. Like, I think that's probably my favorite moment, like that whole scene, but especially when he slices through Snoke is like the last thing I expect. I remember like goosebumps going down my entire body watching that in the theater. So I was like, what? And I know people were mad. I know people were mad because they were like, well, we didn't get any backstory on Snoke. Like why? Like we should have gotten more about him before that happened. Like, but it's not Snoke's story. It's, it's about Kylo. It's about Ray. I don't think that the origins really mad. We don't have an origin for Palpatine really, other than he was the chancellor, but we don't have anything really much before that. So I really liked that. And it just kind of left us wondering. Like I had absolutely no idea, even more less of an idea of what was going to happen in nine after that ended. So I really liked how it kind of just left everything open ended for the next yeah. episode.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and uh, uh, Marilyn? Okay,
3: so oh man, heavy material. Okay, so this this is the point where I'm going to talk about some. Some this is so silly. It's not silly. It's I'm going to talk about some dark stuff. So if I, I think that if there is se- people who are sensitive to to um, like predatory behavior, maybe if just you know just 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 as a warning, just in case. So um, I remember the force. Uh, the day I saw the last Jedi was um, well. For, well, first off, really quick, Brandon. What I thought was really funny was when you said like, oh my reaction was, "He's no Vader." I wrote a term paper and Kyle Ren yes, I, yeah. And, um, and the title was He's No Vader. And like, it's like, in like the the thesis was, that's the point. Like, that's the whole point. So I just thought that was really (laughs) funny. Um, but, uh, so when I went to go see The Last Jedi, that was one of the wildest days of my life. I was so busy. Oh my God, so much was happening. We get to the theater and I like, and I was just like, I just want to sit down. Like, my whole day was so hectic. And we sit down and the movie started. I had no expectations going in. I was just kind of like, okay, like, okay, well, what do you got, Ryan Johnson? And um, I, in re- it was so surreal <laughs> because, like, in real time, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Like, what do we, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I, I in real time, I was processing, like, I think this guy is right about everything. <laughs> I think that he's <laughs> might be the secret protagonist. Like, I don't know what's going on. And um, and his his relationship with Snoke, oh man. Snoke, so fun fact, like about just like my own opinion, like the the scene where we meet Snoke in, in person with him and Kylo when Kylo goes in, like Rick was talking about, that is in my top three favorite scenes in all of Star Wars. It is, It is, it's constructed perfectly because it's one of my favorite examples of like hidden exposition. It's not like, it's not a character looking at the hero and going, well, back in 25 years ago, like it's not like forced nonsense exposition. It's exposition, but it's hidden in really strong character moments. And it is tight. It, it, you get everything by the end of those, what, two minutes? You get everything that you need to know about who this guy is and what his relationship is to Kylo. And to preface this, um before i go on i want to I, I want to make sure i i talk about the fact that like because i know when i when i say what i'm about to say a lot of people are going to go oh but palpatine did the same thing palpatine did the same thing to anakin and yeah he yes Pal- but here's the thing about in terms of grooming gaslighting and abuse yes he did but the thing about palpatine is that palpatine never steps over the dad line palpatine sees anakin sees that he's missing a father, and he's like, okay, got it. I know exactly what role I need to fill for you in order to get you to do what I want. And it comes into Anakin's life when Anakin's about eight years old, and periodically their relationship grows when Anakin physically sees him. But with Snoke and Ben, um, the line is a little bit blurred there. And it's just- He's in his mind
0: all the time. He's in his
3: all the time all the time since he was born even before he was born and it's just more creepy like there is a shot i don't know if they ever i just know they filmed this because i was watching some behind the scenes stuff for the last jedi but there was a shot they didn't use where snoke reaches out and wipes a tear off of ben's face and it's like you see andy circus reach and touch his face and like what it's and it's like, and I want to make this abundantly clear. I am not implying <laughs> that Snoke behaved in a way that we uh, that we uh, associate with child predators. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not implying that. <laughs> but he it's undeniable. it is unden- like it is undeniable fact to me that he was modeled after that. Um, he behaves exactly like that. He meets Ben when he's young. He. Creates a sense of mistrust uh, mm-hmm. with, with his family. You know, oh, your parents don't understand you, but I understand you. You can trust me. Come to me if you have any. If you need anything, you know. He separates him from his family. That's what predators. That's what that's what abusers do. They separate you from your friends and family. They cut off communication and they do a. a and I know that there's a psychological term for it, but it's like I kind of refer to it as like the it's like care care you know, carrot thin stick in terms of behavior where like you, okay. You know, that Snoke told Ben to dress like that. Like, you know that he did, you know, that he was like, Oh, you want to be like your grandfather? Oh, you should wear this helmet. Oh, you should dress like this. Oh, you're going to look so cool. It's going to be so great. And then Ben does it. And then he's like, what are you wearing? You look stupid. You look dumb. Take that ridiculous thing off. That's what abusers do. They, 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 you, they, tell, they tell their victims to do something, their victim does something, and then they're undermined immediately. Um, and I mean, it's classic, like, with, he, like, he was like, oh, you want to be on the dark side, oh, you have to kill your father, and then Ben goes, okay, I, I killed my father, like, I did what you told me to do, so you're happy with me now, right, and Snow, no, no, because you're still sad about it, and, um, that's not good enough, like, it's, and that you're weak, you're stupid, you're nothing. Like it is it is like, I'm watching the movie and I'm like, Ryan Johnson knows exactly what he's doing here. And I found it to be profoundly compelling and very disturbing. Um, and one of my favorite details is when, it is the throne room scene when he kills Snoke. What I love about that scene is that there are so many interpretations of that scene. I've heard so many people give their interpretations of that scene. Like, people are like, no, it's bad because he killed his master. Like, that's what Sith do, right? So he's, like, super bad now. And, like, you know, and that's a valid reading. I totally makes sense. Even though he's not Sith, it's a valid reading. But for me, I the victim just killed his abuser. Like, this is awesome. Like, this is celebratory. <laughs> like, pop the champagne. This fucker is dead. You killed him, you know? And it's very telling that, that Snoke, And this isn't in the case of all victims, like everyone is different, but like, I just find it so profoundly powerful that Snoke literally kicks Ben, kicks Ben, kicks Ben, kicks him and Ben does nothing. But as soon as Ray is threatened, he's like, no, 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 no. You can hurt me. You can't hurt her. You're not going to do this. And it's very powerful. And it's just, oh man, it's just so good. And it's so just profound. I just, I just love it. And I mean, and there's so much more to talk about, but like, I'll I'll cap it there. You know,
0: it's great. (laughs) And, and you also have the exact opposite side of that coin with, um, with, uh, with General Hux, where he treats Hux the same way and Hux admires it and is, is, is still very much in it, you know? Yeah. Um. But but yeah, I mean, like like you were saying, Mary Lou, their relationship was just like. I, is I, weird. I, I mean, just just to add a little a little emphasis, uh, I actually want to um, grab a little something and. and share it so this picture comes to mind oh don't you
3: dare why didn't you warn me no no
0: (laughs) (laughs) sorry but but he like says i'm so pleased you came to me and and hugs him and like it's made
2: me me feel so icky when i saw that
0: it's
3: so gross it's so gross and like the way ben's hesitates and he's like Okay, like oh, we'll, we'll get to that comic later. Oh man.
0: Yeah. Uh, s- sorry. Oh. I just I, it's where my mind went. So I, I apologize. Um, <laughs> but uh, but but Jay, you, your thoughts on it? On uh, yeah, his whole journey throughout this one.
1: Yeah, So the last Jedi seeing uh like what Brooke said seeing him kneel down to uh Snoke, and uh Snoke, what's it called? To, uh, after just telling him to kill his father and he does it he calls him a kid and and berates him and all this stuff and of course kylo ren breaking his helmet uh that was crazy to see him have like a emotional breakdown um because he knows that he's he's not vader but um it's, it's kind of similar to uh to empire strikes back because um kylo ren he doesn't want to kill ray but he wants to recruit her and uh and after after um of course having that connection with her that was, that was so cool to see uh them actually being able to touch because like of course in uh empire strikes back they they only um vader and luke they were just talking but seeing them actually like touch hands and then ray coming going to kylo ren uh, after, yeah after she went to kylo ren of course he brings her to snoke and i was not i was not expecting him to die right there because he looks I, I thought he was so powerful because Rey turned on her lightsaber and he just pulled it away like it was nothing. And and then, um, of course, Snoke saying, kill the one that you, you really hate, you truly hate. And he ends up killing him. I was not expecting that. And for a moment, I really thought that Rey or Rey and Kylo Ren were gonna be like a duo. Because like, Kylo Ren seemed conflicted throughout the whole entire movie. He he looked like he wanted to be good and then bad, and then good and bad. And I really thought that he was going to join the good side and they're going to take down Snoke. But then after they kill Snoke, of course, Kylo Ren asks Ray to rule the galaxy with him, just as Vader did. And yeah, that's that was pretty much it.
0: Yeah. Oh, man, I, I, I do love that scene because both of them are fully convinced of the exact same thing is I can tell we are going to join together. Like we are aligned, we are connected, uh, and they're still diametrically opposed and like how they shot that just, it gave me vibes of the wonder woman scene when there was the explosion and they can't hear each other and they're trying to talk at the end of wonder woman. Um, this gives me, gives me those vibes, but um <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, you guys really covered everything uh, super well. But how we got the slow, you know, before we see him as this, you know, absolute power. And then we find out that that was a facade. That was the mask that he took off. And we see him being this like little rage monster. Um, But then when he connects and is talking to Ray we see a different person we see Ben for the first time Uh, he has to try to keep doing this this evil stuff you know his journeys from dark to light and so he's he's pushing himself to keep going down the certain path and we we get to we get to see it and we get to understand it and like kind of sit with it and live with it Um, the, the Jedi as an organization failed him just like just like they failed anakin and that is ultimately what i appreciate it the most is that he is anakin without the stability that padme brought him that's how anakin would be if if anakin did not have a pad did not have padme um And to him, he thinks he's found his Padme, and that's why he's trying to do everything to, like, connect and and keep that going. Um, So, uh, yeah, I just... I I really enjoyed that. And also, the sound design of this film, top-notch. All the air gets sucked out of the room, and it's just Mm -hmm. them. And it goes from these broad, open spaces to this, like, really personal moment. And... Also, just a little bit of dialogue of, like, what's going on? Like, I can, I can, I can see you, but not your surroundings. Can you, see, can you see me? And he's trying to figure this out. He's like, oh, you couldn't be doing this. The effort would kill you. And then the, the second time, she's like, could you put on a shirt or something? And he's just <laughs> like, what- whatever. Whatever. Uh- <laughs> well she's so f- i just love how feral she.
3: feral ray is my favorite like when she's he's like he's straight up like what's going on and she's like murderous snake and he's like oh like i'm just trying to figure out the logistics of what's happening you're coming in at like a hundred girl but like okay like oh it's so cute and he-, he looks so like okay
2: <laughs> that's like i hate when people are like soup she beats kylo ren i'm like every single time they fight he just wants to have a conversation with her. He's not trying to fight yeah. back that hard.
0: Every every single time. Yeah, he's just trying to like... He's hey, like, hey, girl. I just want to talk. Hey, girl. What's, <laughs> yeah. what's up? What you doing? Hi, you know?
2: hi, 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 <laughs> hi. Oh, God. It's so
0: funny. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah. And I just... I love this. Plus, when luke comes in and the dome that they're in blows up that's practical effects that was not cgi they blew up that building with them in it got it on the first take i don't know i just i just love that fact it's just super cool um and then we we get to see um the the scene where they're when they are in the elevator going up uh I love that scene so much because it is, you know, it is Ray following Luke's journey through return of the Jedi and getting on the elevator with, with Vader certain that he's going to be able to turn Vader. And at the same time, this is also Kylo Ren is Anakin after saying, I can overthrow the emperor and we can run our own kingdom. You know what I mean? This is like revenge of the Sith Anakin and Return of the Jedi Luke together and which one of these is, is going and that was ultimately um, Ray's failure because she banked everything like Luke banked everything on being able to turn Vader and he was right she banked everything on being able to turn Ben and she was wrong and when that hit and the way that they sh- displayed that of yes they both have the same goal but not the same ends and we get to see that um you know we're we're watching Kylo Ren who has always had all these legacies thrust upon him right like his his mother the the, the senator the rebel leader who saved the galaxy his uncle Luke the Grandmaster Jedi he's named after Obi-Wan Kenobi he has all these legacies on him, and he can't take it. And his truest self is closest to, to Vader, at least when he's young. And that's the route he goes. And then at this point, he can't even continue that. So he has to throw that away and try to find his own path. I, don't know, I just think they did a, a beautiful job with, uh, with his story. And him coming to that decision wasn't in the moment. He came to that decision when he didn't kill his mom. So, yeah, just beautiful movie overall. Uh, sorry, I know we can talk for days on it. Uh, I would love to do that at some point, but um, oh, we go into the Ender, the Rise of Skywalker. This one I will start with uh, with Mary Lou.
3: Okay, Rise of Skywalker. So, the Rise of Skywalker is my least favorite of the sequel trilogy. Um, overall, I, I I probably put it somewhere in the middle of my overall ranking, but it I it, the frustration kind of came from the fact that they took Kylo in a direction that I didn't I, wasn't really something that I thought was best in ter- for the for the narrative structure. I I still think it was fine. I was like, it's fine, but. I had just, like, five other ideas. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, okay. Like, this is why when, when people, like, who hate the last year, like, Ryan Johnson didn't set anything up for J.J. I'm like, I had, like, five ideas, but okay. Like, he sets it up perfectly, but fine, I guess. Um, but uh, what's, what's actually kind of funny, because like, what I'm referring to is the fact that they, they went full evil with him. Like, full evil. Like, it was like, oh, he's the supreme leader, and he is bad. And I'm like, oh, oh. Okay. I, I had this whole other idea. I was like, Oh, maybe Huxley will stage a coup. And then the Knights of Ren will chase him across the galaxy. Like, Oh, that'd be cool. Like, but they didn't, they, they went kind of went full blown evil. And, um, cause, because my whole thing was like, well, if, if Ben's going to live, he has to suffer. Like he has to suffer. So I was like, so for his crimes. So, I was I was like okay so maybe in the first act he gets the gets stage second act he suffers for his crimes like he's like in the freezing cold and the boiling hot what have you cool 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 but they went in a different direction and that's fine but what's funny is that I knew they were going to kill him as <laughs> soon like what's funny is that like after this after this happened I kind of blacked out in the theater cuz I was like he's going to die and you have to be okay with this like in real time as the movie's playing in front of me and it's when he drops a head on a table i was like he's he's dead he's dead no way no way they're not going <laughs> to let him live like i was like he dropped a head on a table like and like and i'm in the theater looking at the screen going okay so he's going to die and you have to be okay with this. And you have to just come to terms with what's going to happen. So the second time I saw it, that scene came up. And I was like, I don't remember this scene at all. Because <laughs> I had just emotionally blacked out for 15 minutes. Um, and but But yeah, even though it's not the direction I chose, I still think that the way that he dies is... I couldn't have asked for a better way for him to go. He... He, he in, in in the Skywalker man fashion. He is is dumb <laughs> as an empty jar of pickles. Oh my god, he is so dumb. He he's like I just love the idea like of him like because he's so extra, right? He has to be that most extra person because he's a Skywalker, and he yeets his lightsaber <laughs> into the ocean, and he's like, "All right, I'm good now." And then I love to imagine him being like, "Oh fuck." <laughs> oh, I couldn't use that. Like why did I shoot just... cut, cut to him. Running He he runs into literally like the center of all evil in the galaxy with 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 a a, a hole in a sweater and a gun. I'm like, "Oh my god." Like and he's like, "It's fine. I can do it." And I'm like, "I bless you. Bless your soul, you Hans. Like, "Oh my god, that is Anakin Han Luke. Oh my god, so dumb." Um Loved that. And, and what I love so much about the way that he goes is that he, like, Ray and him switch heroic roles in the finale of the film. Ray is the masculine. She's the one who's getting it done. She is the one who is exuding force and violence and action to get rid of the evil. And Ben Solo is the feminine. He's the healer. He heals her. He sacrifices for her. And I just thought that was so poetically beautiful because Ky- everything Kylo Ren did was, was force and violence and anger and self, you know, and he's selfish, you know, selfishness and everything Ben Solo does is selfless and it's feminine and it's healing and it's sacrificial. And it's like, oh man, like, even though it broke my heart, you know, I was like, man, I couldn't have asked for a better way for him to go out. So I was very happy, at least, that he was at peace. Um, And the more time passes, the more I'm okay with it, the more I'm like, okay, he's dead. You know, I still, like, you know, I'm still like, oh, come on, bring him him back. Come on, you can bring him back. (laughs) We've got, it's like comic books. No one's ever really gone. So, but I'm also like, if it never happens, it never happens, and that's okay. Um, but yeah, he's he's a. Uh, I still love him in this movie. Every scene he's in, I oh, God, I love it. I love their lightsaber fights. How like the setting keeps changing. I loved that. I oh, and he's such a, he's such an asshole. He's <laughs> when he when she spills the bees and he's like, so that's where you are. Like it's like it's just great, and it and just the idea of him. <laughs> him supreme leader kylo ren the most powerful le- evil he's so evil all he's doing is chasing his girlfriend that's all he's doing all he's doing is like have we found her have we found her have we like everyone's like sir like we have things we need to do and he's like yeah but like where is she like that'd be great like it's just he's such the ah, god he's such have the, to tell her something <laughs> <laughs> it's really important that i find her um it's great. So but yeah, and of course, I mean and I mean, I'll let someone else talk about Han's scene with him. It's phenomenal. But yeah, I my least favorite for his journey, but I still, I mean, Ben Solo content is Ben Solo content. I'll take what I can get. So I did love <laughs> just seeing him and seeing his journey wrap up. So yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, I love how you how you touched on that in the end. Because I I I have heard people say that um, you know, Huck's being the spy wasn't introduced early enough Uh, but like no that was being introduced the entire time these two guys are vying for command from the first film one of them is clearly better suited to lead the first order and the other is Kylo yeah yeah Yeah. And then and they clearly hate each other. They're insulting each other. And Snoke is, is in there in the back, like just throwing gas on, on this, yeah. this feud. And then uh, and then uh, Red kills him. And he's like, I'm the leader now. And he's like, you don't even, you don't even have the keys to the ship. Like, what, what do you, why? Why do you, it doesn't even make sense. And so from that first moment when, you know, Ben's lying there and he's like, should I, should I shoot him now? (laughs) Yeah, he should have. From that point, it, it is hugely telegraphed that um, they aren't getting along. He's seeking any excuse to take him down. And it's for those exact same reasons. He is not the right person to be in charge of this thing. And he's just, but I, I do love him like sneaking up and like, God, gotcha grabbing the, the necklace, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. It's just, just funny to me. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Jay, what were your thoughts when it comes to um, the rise of Skywalker?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, Kylo Ren finding Palpatine. Very, I was very surprised about that. Uh, seeing that Palpatine survived, I thought that was crazy, and then he re- reconstructed his helmet again back to back in the mask, and uh searching for Ray, of course, again, um, and then, sorry, I haven't seen Rise of Skywalker in a minute, but uh, then the fight um, where Ray and Kylo Ren but near the water, and where Leia reaches out to him, and that's yeah. where like, and then Ray strikes him, and seeing her force heal him, that was, I, that's what I just love about the sequ- sequel, seeing all these new force abilities, like that was, that was amazing to see. And then of course, Ray leaves, uh, and, uh, what's it called? Han Solo comes. I, I did see a TikTok, the edit with Anakin. I thought that was super cool, but it makes sense that Han Solo would come and, and speak with him because, uh, Kylo Ren didn't really know Anakin like that, yeah. but yeah, uh, I'm happy that Kylo Ren did turn good. I yeah, I knew he had to die because he had he did all this bad stuff. So,
0: would uh, you prefer that he lived?
1: Yes, but <laughs> yeah, but I I know that wouldn't be fair for him like to live after after he he did, did all this stuff to the galaxy and everything, yeah. and yeah,
0: that would be awkward ride back to base especially because yeah. she's in an x-wing so she'd be like hey can you guys come pick him up <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah
3: he wouldn't go back with her though he would go off on his own i feel like he'd be like i i, I gotta go i'm new <laughs> that's an awkward thanksgiving dinner
0: <laughs> I'm, sure, I, I, I'm just trying to picture the holiday special but like ben is there and everyone's like This guy, (laughs) like, I brought brought cookies. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and like, how, how pissed off Finn would be? (laughs) Like, come on, man! Like, I've been there, you know. Uh, But that's that's whole whole side topic. (laughs) And uh, Brooke, your your thoughts on it once we get to uh, Rise of Skywalker?
2: Yeah, so. It's also probably my least favorite of the sequels. Um, Probably for the same reasons as that Mary Lou has already said. But at first, after, like I watched it the first time, I kind of like blacked out the entire time just because there's so much going on. Um, So I had to go see it twice again, mostly for the Ben part at the end. But upon my second watch, I could like actually process more of it. So The second time, I I really disliked that they decided to give him his helmet back or decided to, like, put his helmet back together. And I was just like, oh, this is just, you know, merchandise stuff. But, and I feel like it was just a regression of the progress he had made as a character um, in The Last Jedi. But the more I think about it, the more I am okay with them doing that. um, Because throughout the whole trilogy, we see... Literally, him removing the mask. But really, any time that he is lacking a piece of clothing, he kind of is like more vulnerable. Because um, it's whether he's taking his mask off, or in the the hut scene with Ray, he's taking his glove off, and he's like a, the most vulnerable we've seen him yet. At that point, um, he doesn't have a shirt on. I know we all want to like laugh at that part, but like that's another kind of like it humanizes him a little bit. Um, he's not just like this, you know. Emo guy in all black, like there's a person underneath of that. Um, so it it kind of makes sense that he's. I'm a person. My name is Ben. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, um, but it, so it kind of makes sense to me after I think about it that he would want to kind of regress back to that. You know, he didn't like if he didn't like how vulnerable he was getting, especially when he he offered his hand to Ray and she was like, "No, I'm not taking your hand." He probably was embarrassed or upset over that and was like well if she doesn't want me then and Snoke didn't want me and no one wants me then I'm just gonna you know become this evil being again like I tried to be before so definitely like the whole theme of the sequel is very much is like finding your your place and you're finding your identity so he is definitely having an identity crisis in the Rise of Skywalker. Um, so I am I'm okay with the, the helmet thing. And he does, even in The Rise of Skywalker, he take, when he's taking it off, like, the different parts, he, it's usually in front of Rey, so that is, she is when he is more, like, more vulnerable as a character. So, the more I think about it, the more I'm okay with it. Um, overall, for this movie, I just, Adam Driver is just amazing. When he's not, like, even when he's not speaking, he is so good at his facial expressions. And, you can like kind of guess how he's feeling and it's different than you would expect a villain to react to things. Um, Because we see him trying to recruit Ray the whole, you know, first movie, the second movie, even a little bit. And then by the time we get to the third, when they're fighting over the ship that Chewie is allegedly in and she destroys it, he's not like happy about it. He's like, looks scared of her. And so that's kind of... It wasn't what I was expecting, because you'd think it'd be like, yes, like, she's coming to the dark side. That's what I wanted the whole time. Um, So he just always seems, like, intimidated by her, like, in awe of her a little bit throughout the whole movie, especially when it comes to their fight on the Death Star. Um, Because she is just on, like, another level of mad. He's like, whoa. Like, I just... I just wanted to talk, man. Like... (laughs) It's okay. Um
0: granted she was going through some stuff at that moment. She was gone you know? through some
2: stuff too. Yeah, she was like she's seen some things. Some stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um the the scene with Han I cr- I cried so hard like every time I watch it. Um but I and I think he was the perfect person. I know that I think they were setting it up for Leia but because Carrie Fisher had passed I think that's probably why Harrison Ford even came back to begin with. But I think he was the perfect person for his story to return because that was kind of the, the split of his, his, you know, struggle with the light and the dark side. Um, You kind of always could tell that he's had like daddy issues. Um, I know they've hinted at him always having like, he couldn't, him and his parents like had trouble communicating with each other he had always kind of shown signs of the dark side and they just didn't really know how to handle it so they kind of just they pushed him off to Luke and what they were doing they thought they were doing what was best for him they wanted him to learn to control his power but you know because of his point of view and because of his manipulation with Snoke he felt that They were just, you know, tossing him off to another person. They didn't actually, they didn't care about him. They, or they didn't know how to handle him. So they just, you know, gave the responsibility to someone else. So I think he's always had that issue with his relationship with Han, even before we even see him in the movies. Um, And then that kind of like quintessential scene of him killing Han in the movie in Force Awakens is like, Really, what starts him down his path. So having that come back full circle, having them replay that almost that scene word for word as a memory, just just in the way that we wanted it all to go instead of the way that it went, I thought was really beautiful. I know a lot of people wanted wanted to see Anakin, and I think that there there could have been a place for him to show up. Um, like I love Element Seven's video that he made. Um, I also would have loved to see more of that post scene maybe him walking through like the halls of the the death star i would have loved to see an anakin show up somewhere in there and then the han scene to happen i think that's like if i had to could rewrite something in that movie i would do it that way but i just think that han was the perfect person for that because he forgave him he was like i forgive you for killing me, like I, I love you unconditionally, and I want you to forgive yourself for doing that too. And I think that was the perfect way for him to turn back to the light. Just like in addition to Leia calling out to him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now, d- definitely. Oh, you, you mean having Han Solo as a dad, you might have trouble communicating with him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No he, <laughs> he he wasn't uh you know, stay at home dad, drive you to soccer practice type. Um that's that's not uh I mean he didn't <laughs> the very first time Leia said I love you, he said I know <laughs> if that if that gives you any indication. Not that he was emotionally unavailable, but uh their communication styles clearly re- would not be aligned. And yeah, I mean, this this movie did do a lot for his story. Um, uh, also, h- can we talk about, uh, it's fr- from the novelization. Um, so sadly,
3: it's not in oh, the film. Oh no, I think I know what you're going to say.
0: <laughs> right, we all thought Chewie was, was dead, uh, but Chewie got brought aboard the Star Destroyer. The way that they found Kajimi is that Kylo Ren interrogated Chewie same way he does everyone where he's trying to pull information out of his mind and what he pulls out of his mind are memories. And he sees himself as a child and he sees Chewbacca like holding him in his arms and Chewbacca teaching him how to shoot and Chewbacca um, teaching him how to ride in a speeder for the very first time. And that's what he pulls out first. He does eventually get what he's, what he wants but it's like, you know, it hits hits you in the feels. And uh, later in the novelization, Lando, when he first gets you know back aboard the Falcon, he goes into Chewie's quarters and he picks up a hollow. The only personal thing that Chewbacca has in his quarters, and he turns it on, and it's him holding a little giggling baby Ben. Um, Whoo yeah there there's like there's 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 some layers and like the like you guys are saying this is actually it's actually my least favorite Star Wars movie it's it's at the very bottom of my list um because there I mean there is a lot of stuff that I would have done differently but there's a lot of things that it does get right and one of them is is the core of his character um also, just a, a random thing I love when he first comes aboard the Death Star 2 Because it looks like his foot <laughs> It looks like his foot picks up yes. I, I don't know if anyone else oh thought God. this in the, in the theater yes. But like, you know, the Wayfinder is, and, and it looks like a foot And then it wraps around it And it comes up and it's his hand And <laughs> it's like, oh, that was super weird I guess i've guess. seen really funny again. fan art
3: of like he has ostrich feet and he, like pulls it up oh it's so funny like you're not alone
0: is it possible to learn this power <laughs> 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 uh, oh my god uh, but 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 yeah and I, I i do agree that um seeing han and having that uh be what brings him back was a great touch because it was very i don't know sliding glass doors if that makes sense where that was the 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 crux that was the fork in the road where he could have gone in either direction uh so i i do i do love that um and i gotta say i mean i knew he was gonna die before this all started um so i didn't have that same revelation uh, as you mary lou <laughs> but they said oh this is gonna be the end of the skywalker saga I'm like, oh, so he's gonna die. Everyone's gonna <laughs> die because if all the Skywalkers don't die, this is not the end of the Skywalker saga, right? That was that was just how, how I viewed it. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, let's let's uh, go into to some some of the other themes of, uh, um, let's do the light in the dark. Um, Kind of both of them together. And I'm curious because we get to see, you know, we know that Anakin was this, you know, bright boy with a big heart, all light, all sunshine, and that got corrupted and turned him dark versus Ben, who we knew um, had a connection to the dark side from the start. uh, And he went from dark to light. And that's, I'm curious on your guys' thoughts on how, how the dark and the light and his struggle between the two, how this manifests and what it might mean. Uh, I'll start with Jay.
1: Wait, can you say it again?
0: Um, Just how you feel about uh, Kylo Ren's struggle with the dark and the light. And, you know, like, what does it mean? Can we learn anything? Or just your general thoughts on it.
1: Yeah. um, What's it called? With him being consumed with the dark side since birth. I know a lot of people on TikTok say like oh Luke was just trying to kill him cuz he had like a bad dream but that's not true he was literally consumed with the dark side and and he's like um,
0: 23 at that point he's not yeah. like a little kid and no he mm-hmm. didn't have a bad dream
1: <laughs> Yeah exactly
0: But uh yeah it's it's such a I know, it's such an interesting concept because, you know, from Luke's perspective, Luke has seen this kid just be be dark. And then it, in his attempts to show, or to, to hide that, when he looks at his mind, it was far worse than he p- could possibly imagine. And like you even, the sounds that you hear are actually similar to the sounds of... Um, The the system being blown up With billions of lives And if that's what Luke saw God that's got to be crazy Because what do you do Like you have your duty as a Jedi Do you take him down Or you have your duty as a a Human as this boy's Uncle you know what I mean like And that's that's why You know is is the Jedi way The right way and and it just Brings in some really interesting interplay And so I, I like that it uh, sounds like you have a, a thought on it.
3: Oh, of course. I mean, oh, yeah, yes. <laughs> well, I, I have to say though, I, I still think I disagree with you guys on that. I, I am completely, of course, because you guys are using minority report rules. You guys are doing pre-crime over here. You know, oh, you will do these things. It's but Ben didn't, hadn't done anything. He hadn't done anything yet. What's the crime? it's hard. And I agree with you because it is like, if I was Luke, I'd be like, what do I do? I, I also, it's not, it's not a theory that I'm married to or anything like that, but I, I, I think I do think that there's a possibility that Snoke was there all the time. And part of me thinks that he planted those in Ben's mind Mm
1: -hmm. so that
3: Luke would see them. He, they, they weren't organic thoughts that Ben was having Snoke, place them there because he's like Luke's going to see these and it's going to be the breaking point. And and I love and it's like and, and it's like I love that scene. I think because like and the thing that always drove me crazy was that was were, were people who are who were frustrated that you know Han, Luke and Leia especially um Luke, you know, didn't do more or they he almost killed ben it's like that just makes them super like more interesting to me like i love that our original trilogy heroes are flawed i love that they are partially responsible for the new trilogy's antagonist. i mean you want to talk about it's poetry it rhymes like holy crap like that's perfection and and it's it it's it's but it's tough like i i empathize with luke there although i still think that he could just you know Talked to him. Um, that would have been a good. No one in this family talks to each other. They right? don't really talk to each other. Do, like, it probably would have been better if he, like, okay, I'm going to decompress and tomorrow I'm going to make him some waffles and we're going to talk about this and we're going to talk about our feelings. And, like, I think that would have been a place. I'm not saying it would have solved everything, but it would have been a place to start. Um, and because it just feeds into Snoke's, you know, mm-hmm. Manipulation where he's like, Your family doesn't understand you. Your family doesn't care about you, but I care about you. Like, they're, they're going to turn their backs on you, but I won't. You know, it, is, and it just feeds into this. It's, it's, oh, it's so, so awful. But in terms of like the light and the dark, too, it's like, I always say that Anakin kind of danced into the dark side. He kind of like waltzed into the dark side and i i feel like ben solo was dragged kicking and screaming into the dark side i the just just the idea and again like i, I don't want anakin stans to get mad at me i love anakin like i'm not implying that he you know but like anakin there was there was just darkness there already and and palpatine just kind of fanned the flames so with ben I, it's the idea of like how long snoke played this game like he played the long game with this kid you know he was there since he was a baby. Like Ben Solo thought this was his imaginary friend. He thought this was his friend. And and just the slow poisoning, the, you know, you see it in the Rise of Kylo Ren comic where he's, oh, I'm gonna get so angry. <laughs> it's when they're in the ship and he's, and Luke brings him with to the Jedi temple. And Ben is so happy he's so happy because he's like, I'm with my uncle Luke and we're going on an adventure and I'm so happy. And the moment he feels emotional validation, the moment he feels joy, who pops up? Snoke, hey Ben, oh, how are you? Oh, oh, you seem really happy, you know? And, and Ben goes, oh, I'm so happy Snoke, Uncle Luke's taking me with him, blah, blah, blah. And, and then Snoke, like the mother, he is. Oh, are you happy? oh, are you happy? No, oh, you seem a little frustrated. What's going on? You seem a little frustrated. He undermines everything this kid feels and makes him question everything that his, you know, and, and then Ben goes, oh, I guess I am a little frustrated. You know, and then there it is. It, 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 Uncle Luke won't let me explore my potential. And he's like, oh, looks like, he just, it sounds like he doesn't understand you. But I understand you. I understand you, Ben. Like, it's just like, oh, it's so disgusting. And I, <laughs> it's so awful. <laughs> and it's, and it's, and it's yeah, like Ben Solo was a sweet little boy and he was just dragged, kicking and screaming into the dark side. Because even when he gets to the dark side, it's clear that he's not completely comfortable with it. He's just like constantly feeling that full light He's, I also have a, it's also not a theory I'm married to, but I, don't, I mean, I really think that Snoke in The Force Awakens knew that Ben was this close to just packing his bags. I think he knew that that Ben was going to leave. So he's like, you have to kill your father if you want to be Mr. Darkside because Snoke knew that once Ben killed his father, there's no going back. He can't leave. There's nothing like he's like, he is, he has him forever because what, what one day Ben's going to wake up and go, I'm going to leave Snoke. I don't let, you know, I, you're full of shit. And Snoke's going to go, well, who's going to, you, oh, you think you can go home? Oh, you think you can go your mother? You think your mother loves you? you killed your father like no there's no place for you here the only place for you is right here with me and it's just uh, he's the worst (laughs) and that's what he says to Ray
0: you can't go back to her just like I can't go back
3: yeah yeah it's great but yeah great I mean it's phenomenal light and dark great great push and pull there
0: and also, just to be clear, I, I am not talking Minority Report rules uh, with pre-crime. I, what, I, what I am saying is that Luke has had a constant through line of fear. Yes. And Skywalker men have a habit of seeing a potential future, mm-hmm. reacting to it, and causing it. That's the solid through line through all of these films damn um, <laughs> and so so you know and, and Luke has for Luke it's the same exact test each and every time he goes into the cave sees the vision of Vader okay first, first thought violence <laughs> ignites his lightsaber <laughs> takes him down Yoda calls that a failure right then he then he goes seeking Vader to go kill him. Violence. Loses a hand. D- it doesn't end well. Third movie, he goes to Vader, not seeking violence. Gets incited to violence. Almost strikes him down. <laughs> All right? It, it stops at the last minute. That's the first time he has ever passed that test. This time, same exact test. He sees the vision. He sees all this darkness. He reacts to it. He ignites his lightsaber. Why do he bring his lightsaber? It's just like the cave when Yoda yeah. says, "Your weapons, you do not need to take them." And he's like, "Screw you! This might get violent." <laughs> so, so that's that's more that's more what I mean. And then one last no, thing. That's
3: an awesome point. You're right. It's the same test every time.
0: Um, and, and then he finally fully passes it in the Last Jedi where he approaches him without any violence, which Element uh, so eloquently brings out. He's not even there. <laughs> you know, what I mean? you can't get any more nonviolent than not being there. Um, and then also, so that I, this is kind of the last topic, but I did want to comment on him picking back up the mask um, in the third movie, because to me, that was him. He never intended to join Palpatine. Like, he made that clear in the movie. That was, Palpatine was an ends to a means to him. Um, and so this time, picking up the mask actually was a mask, was him hiding his true intentions. And so that's why that's why I was okay with it. Uh, but the mask is fractured because it's still, he's seeping through it at this point. Like, um, and that's how I interpret it, But but that's whatever uh but yes uh brooke uh themes of uh light and dark and ben
2: yeah well first i was gonna say like uh when they say ray's not a skywalker because she's very trigger happy with her lightsaber just as just as the other skywalkers seem to be Just wanna put that little tidbit in there but um Ben has very a complicated interesting relationship with both the light and and the dark side and I feel like I'll probably make some of the Anakin stands mad but I feel like he Ben never really had the choice because Snoke took it away from him Snoke Mm -hmm. took everything away from him until he was left with nothing and said this is all you have I'm all you have so he took that choice away Whereas I feel like, yes, they did sense darkness in Anakin, but he was also given every opportunity throughout his arc to choose light over dark and often made the wrong decisions. So I'm not going to say that it's all completely Anakin's fault that he he fell to the dark side, but I feel like there is a distinctive difference between the two of them, at least from what
0: we know. Um, I'm sorry to, to interrupt you but I, I had a, a brain thought and I have to say it before it goes go away um, and, and I'll, I'll start by asking you and have you also wrap up with everything else um, I mean this whole thing especially with what Lou was talking about implies that he has no idea how a regular relationship is supposed to work which is a very common thing with victims of these trauma and that bleeds so well into how he starts out treating Ray throughout this whole film of him being like, you're nothing uh, to anyone, but not to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, let's try to separate her from all these things or yeah, your family's filthy junk traders. Like right? you don't have a story, uh-huh. but stick with me and you got a story. And I- I'm curious if, if you can add your thoughts, because I may be a pleb because that thought is entering my mind for the very first time. Um, if you could, as you finish, elaborate <laughs> then I would, I would love that. Don't feel obligated to
2: that. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I feel like even in real life, they say that, you know, you're more likely to become an abuser if you were abused, because that's really the only thing that you grew up knowing or I've spent so much time knowing. So you just like you said, he Ben didn't understand what having a regular, healthy relationship with anyone was because he always had Snoke in his ear, saying like, "Are you sure that you feel this way about his parents, about his uncle, about the Jedi, about his training, about everything?" Um, so, and it when he was left with just Snoke, he felt that because that was only what he had led, he was the only one that he had. That was like the only cert- he was the only sense of belonging that he felt like he had. So I think that he, he sensed that Ray also had that same like longing for, you know, finding where she belonged in the world. So he maybe took that as, well, I can show her where she belongs and kind of treated it the same way. Maybe not consciously doing it, or with the same intentions, but still was doing that because he, he doesn't know what a healthy relationship is. Um, and anyway, because... Hello, cat. Um, <laughs> my cat just jumped up on me. Um, because he was so young, he's always had a complicated relationship with the light because I felt like he... He, he. I think he always felt this pressure to live up to everything that the light side met. He felt like he had to live up to, you know, his mother's legacy of being this amazing, you know, general in the rebellion and like senator in the New Republic and this amazing human being. And Han was always seen as like a legend, a legendary pilot, a legendary this. And Luke Skywalker, he was the one that blew up the Death Star. He was the one that like turned vader back to the light and did all these things and i just think because of not only snoke's manipulation but also just because of his own probably identity crisis he didn't know how to get there and so he felt like he couldn't get there and with snoke in his ear saying you know the all these people that are you know supposed to be good or supposed to be light don't care about you like i do the light's not good i'm good like be there." with me and i can i can give you everything that you've wanted everything you've been looking for um so i think that there's that's why he struggled so much with the light because i think he deep down he wanted to turn back to the light but because he he didn't think that it was it was good that he he that's why he struggled with it so much he's like no this is this is wrong Similar, I guess, kind of mirrors Anakin saying, no, like, the dark side is wrong a little bit. Um, they kind of had opposite feelings for that. Um, yeah, and I love in the, in the Rise of Skywalker, or the Rise of Kylo Ren comic, when he is talking to, I think, the, one of the Jedi, um, he says something like, I'm not even a person, I'm just a name, just a legacy so he never even viewed himself as an individual. He just kind of grouped himself into what he was born into. Um, so he was constantly trying to find that belonging, which is, which is interesting because once he gets to the dark side, he finds out that it's just that's not this, it's not where he belongs either because he's not accepted on that side, just as much as he felt like he wasn't accepted on the light either. It's very interesting dynamic.
0: Yeah. Which which is just really well put together because that's that's Rey's journey as well. They have the mm-hmm. exact same struggle, just from the exact opposite sides. He has too many legacies; she has none. And then he loses hers; she finds one of hers. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's just it's fascinating. And I know I kind of called on you earlier, Lou, but did you have any closing thoughts on the uh, themes of light and dark? Oh, um,
3: well, I, I think all I'll add is that that's a really good point, Brooke. I never thought about how like, like Anakin really did have all of, he had the support structure to not go crazy. <laughs> like he he and, and it's like, no one's perfect. Like, Obi-Wan wasn't perfect, and Padme wasn't perfect, and he did always have Palpatine there, but like, you know, you know Ahsoka, he had, he was a hero. You know, he was already a hero, and, it's, and you're right. He really did have kind of he at least had a, a better setup, you know, than, than, than Ben did. And, and yeah, I mean, that, that, that wraps it up honestly for light and dark uh, for me. So I'm, I'm good to move on. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right, cool. And I, I I, I, I anticipate I felt like this was going to be a longer one, but it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. There's a lot of meat uh, on this topic. Um, So I I'd like us to Kind of wrap up the next few things together, so we'll we can talk about about Ray, about family, about redemption, and the whole mm-hmm. Skywalker legacy slash curse because those are all very closely related, anyways. Um, and so we can kind of put those into one, and you know, kind of what what uh, jumps out at you on on these topics. Um, and for this one, I'm gonna go to Brooke first.
2: Yeah. Um, so, like you said, I was. This is my first note on the whole Ray section that they they share as many similarities as they do differences because, you know, Brett Ben on the outside grew up with everything. He had parents. He had the Jedi. He had his training. Everything. While Ray grew up with absolutely nothing, yet when they come together, they both feel just as abandoned, just as betrayed, and just as alone as the other. So I think that's why they first like kind of connected to begin with. Cause when, when Kylo was interrogating her, that's what he, he was projecting his own feelings onto her because he was seeing the same things in himself um, when he was trying to like infiltrate her mind. So I think from, from the beginning, they both had that like shared, shared trauma kind of brings people together. Um, and I think when we we see it in The Last Jedi, Rey's kind of the first person that looks at him like a human being, probably for the first time in a long time. After she gets over the initial like, you're a monster, all this stuff, they finally see that they do have a lot in common. They share a lot of feelings and experiences. Um, and I, with the loss of, you know, Rey was looking for her parents and everyone she was looking for it in Han and then she lost that she was looking for it in Luke and, and Kylo brings that up. He's like, you're, you're looking for something that you're not going to find in these people. You have to come to terms with that. And I think at the same, like, I think he's talking to himself too. Like you have to come to terms with these, like these people that you had so much, all these expectations for are just not going to live up to those expectations. So like make your own, um, So it is great when they finally come together at the very end when Ben finally redeems himself. And I love hearing Adam Driver talk about it because he he always talks about um, how Anakin's story was someone who had so much hope and lost it over time. And, and Kylo is someone who never really had it, but found it in finding himself and finding Rey, which is great. Um, so I think that they brought... They brought different things out of each other that is, out of the ordinary or out of the box of a normal like protagonist antagonist kind of story. But as we go along farther, we find out that they're 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 both they're two sides of one coin. Or yeah, they're two sides of one coin. They're both the protagonist of the story, Um, Um, which is much different than we've really kind of ever seen if as far as like mainstream media um when it comes to the hero's journey and the villain's journey they just are very outside of the box And i think that's what draws me so much to both of those characters and relate like how i relate to both of those characters a lot yeah
0: yeah i i, I love it and um and marilou Oh well, sorry. One thing I, I, I do want to say is um, when you know Kylo Ren is saying all that stuff uh, to to Ray, especially like you know, oh, you know Han Solo, he, he's he's just going to disappoint you too. Um, one of the best pieces of advice I ever got was that when people are giving you advice, they're telling you what they needed to make sense of their personal situation. And that's exactly what he's doing, and yeah, he is certain that he's he's right. He's not, <laughs> but from his perspective, that's all that's all he's known. Uh, but uh, Mary Lou,
3: okay, so we're gonna do like a wrap up with so Ray family and redemption. Okay, so for Ray, I mean for Ray, I just man, I mean they're my favorite ship. I, I, I love them so much because, and I think a lot of the appeal of their as a, of them, of them as a couple to me comes from the fact that we don't get romances like these anymore. Like, we don't, we, because we, here's the thing, like, if this was, if, if, if Kylo and Rey's relationship was telegraphed super, super, super obviously, made abundantly clear super obviously, you know, I feel like a bunch of in the first movie, a bunch of people would have checked out. A bunch of people would have gone, oh, it's for girls. Okay? You know, a bunch of this nonsense and, and checked out. <laughs> but what I, I love so much about it is that it's so rare for us to get these grand, slow, epic kind of ro- like romances kind of over the course of like three movies. Like I, that doesn't happen. We don't really get that anymore. It's so mythic to me, which is just part of the appeal as well. But um, I mean, she, I One of my favorite details is how one of the reasons why Ben really does fall, you know, d- does feel so drawn to her and, 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 and fall in love with her, I think, is I just I just like I'll never get over on how they have they have their for- first force connection and she's like, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> and then by their, you're fourth, a monster. Yeah, yeah, you're a monster. By their fourth, she's smacking Luke with a stick, going, "What did you do? What did you do to him?" Like it's so, <laughs> like it's so funny to me, and it's so sincere. Like Ray is so sincere, and it's like now, now Ray is not the first person to go g- get Ben Solo. Like Han has as well, but with Han, it's too little, too late. A bit he he had the opportunity to go get Ben for seven years for a very long time. And what I love so much about Ray and one of the reasons why I love her is that she finds out what happened and she's like, Oh, I'll go get him. No, 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 no. Go get him. Like, no, no, no. She's like shoving stuff in her bag. She's like, no, no, no. I'll just go get him. Like, and it's, (laughs) it's, it's so naive and it's so sweet and it's so genuine and, and just, And it's, and it's on, she does, there is no hesitation. And I, I think that strikes a nerve with him. I think that he's like, oh, you're just going to come here. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) It's this very genuine thing for her to do. And it's so sweet. I, I think, and it's like, and I'm, and I'm not really under any, I think that even if, even if Ben lived, I do think that, um. They would have gone their separate ways. I do think he would have been like, "All right, I gotta go." You know, find redemption for myself across the galaxy. You know, I hope we meet again. I, I really think that's probably how it would have ended. Um, I mean, my my girl brain wants a big wedding on Naboo, and uh, they're so happy. But you know, but <laughs> my logic brain is like, no, 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 no. Um, but I, I just, I really love the ship, and I just, and my other, my other favorite thing about Kylo is that, well, first off, he's just an idiot. He, he. <laughs> I just I'll forget over <laughs> on how like he's like telling her to join him and what it amounts to is he's like marry me you gross peasant like he's just, like, he's, just he's so bad at it and it's it's like the pride and pre- I mean I've I've heard so many people be like you know that the sequel trilogy is just pride and prejudice in space I'm like yeah it is it's it's that midpoint the Mr. Darcy <laughs> proposal where he's like your family's gross but we should get married and Elizabeth Bennett's like no, like, is this how you talk to, no, and she, she's, and then, you know, and Mr. Darcy's like, what did I do? Does she not like me, you know, and then, you know, that's the halfway point, And then, you know, later they get together, yada, yada, but I just immediately got those vibes seeing it. But um, I also, the thing that I love so much about Kylo is that there is never a point where, where Kylo ever is like, you know, oh, girl beat me up oh girl beat me up like if Snoke says it Snoke tries to make him feel bad about it Snoke's like oh you were bested by a girl who's never held a lightsaber you know you you failed and and but Ben is like that's never that's never something that occurs to him he's never ashamed of it he's never you know he's intrigued by it and he like like Ben Solo's the is like I mean I mean he's the best because he literally gets his ass kicked by rain he's like I love you (laughs) <laughs> he's like oh man that's that's who that's my wife you know like and um i think that's really sweet and i i just i have this headcanon where all he if he lived and they got together all he would do is cook her food because she's never all she's eaten is inflatable bread and she's never had like food and i just have this like headcanon where all he does he would just be a house husband and he would just cook for her <laughs> and he'd be like i cook for you here's your you okay know, it would be so cute but um but all my 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 cringe aside, I suppose. But uh, but uh, but I just I really like them together, and they're just a great dynamic, uh, light and dark. It's but it's great for family. Um, I think and, and Brooke talked about this too. It's it is definitely this. It the tragedy of it is that I think that sub and I don't think it was a conscious thought, but I really think that subconsciously, Leia and Han and Luke. It wasn't a question of like, if Ben was going to turn to the dark side, it was a question of when. I think they all subconsciously buried in their deepest shadow self that they tucked away at the back of their minds and their hearts. I think they just kind of all sort of assumed that, that, that this was going to happen and they were just kind of waiting and for Leia and they all have their reasons for it for, and I think for Leia it's, it's the saddest it's, Leia never got catharsis. She never got to know her father. She only knew him as the man that tortured her. And I think she internalized that. I think because of that, whenever she looked at her son, she saw her father. And I really think that that was this chasm between them. She could not, she couldn't bridge that gap. She, she couldn't, she could not face that. And it's so understandable and it's so sad and it's so heartbreaking that that she was scared of her son i think she always was for han you know put yourself in han solo's shoes i mean you between han luke leia and ben and ben solo han's the only one who's not in force club and i think he felt like ben wasn't he was his son but he was a skywalker i think there was a disconnect I think there was this, he's like, he's like, I'm the only one not in the force club. I don't know how to connect with my kid. I don't think I'm probably not the right influence for my kid. I don't need to be around my kid. I think that, and Ben and Han loved him. Like we get a lot of really sweet things with, with Han and Ben in the books, but but there was a disconnect. And for Luke, it was, Luke was blinded by legacy. He, Luke knew how to use Ben. He didn't know how to value him. Mm-hmm. And you, you see that, you see that in, you know, ben calls him i think i'm pretty sure that ben calls him master luke like all the time like it's never uncle it's always master luke and i think that that there is and ben idolized luke i mean you see it in the rise of kylo ren comic he's like this is luke skywalker he's a legend like he idolizes his uncle and i but i think that there was also this disconnect with luke luke didn't know how do you, Luke didn't you know, he didn't have that connection with his father? You know he didn't know how to connect with Ben. He didn't know what Ben needed, and I think that there was that disconnect there. So there, this family was set up. They all just kind of I I, I imagine Ben Solo kind of like on an on like like on a can like on a, like on a piece of land, and there's just three broken drawbridges, and on the other side are his uncle and his parents. Like there, no one can bridge that gap. No one can can reach him. And it's just so tragic. It's, and it, and it's, it's, oh man, it's, it just like, it just breaks my heart every time I think about it. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, that, and that'll, that can wrap
2: that, that'll wrap that up.
0: Awesome. Mm. Beautiful.
2: Um, real quick. I just wanted to add, cause I forgot that I had thought about this um, to, to piggyback off of the uh, Leia Vader relationship um after reading bloodline oh. you kind of see that that develop a lot more because i feel like in the original trilogy trilogy we never really got to see her internal struggle with the fact that vader is her father and vader was the one who destroyed everything she ever knew in her whole family and her whole planet and then tortured her um and i think in turn we get to see her that she really did care about ben i just don't think that she she knew how to interact with him that much, especially because he had gone away with Luke for such a long, at such a young age, and then in the book, it gets outed that her her true father is Vader, and the first thought she has is, "I haven't even gotten to tell my own son this." And I think we were talking about this in the the Discord a little not too long ago. It was like, "Why why didn't she tell him earlier? Why didn't she tell him from a yeah. young from a young age?" And I think it's because she hadn't she hadn't processed it. Or come to terms with it herself, so she she wouldn't know how to how to tell him and tell him how to process it through as well. Um, so that definitely added to their complicated
0: relationship. And, yeah, and Blood, th- Bloodline is my favorite Star Wars yeah. book. It's so good. And until you stop and process it, um, trauma will beget trauma. Some someone has to end the cycle, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. But, uh, Jay, uh, your thoughts on um, Ben's redemption, on Ray and on, on family, this uh, whole Skywalker legacy slash curse?
1: Ray, I think she's very overhated by the fandom. Because, um, like, she's, she's come from nothing. She was by herself on Jakku, uh, stripping, looking for parts, and then using that money to buy food. And I think that's why her and Kylo Ren connected so, like, connected. Because they both had nothing at all, I think that's why they had a good relationship. And um, hold on, give me a second. What was the question you said? What else?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, just just your general thoughts with her when it comes to like her her. Uh, so so Ben's relationship with Ray. Um, the thoughts about Ben and his family and what family means to him oh, in yeah. general, and his redemption.
1: Yeah, uh, like you guys were saying about Han Solo uh, feeling kind of left out because he was the only one who didn't have the Force, and him and Ben didn't really have a a great father son connection at all. I, I feel like that's super sad. And then Luke and Luke and uh, Ben uh, not really having that good uncle nephew connection. So Ben really ne- never really had a good connection with his family members, and that's pretty much what kind of caused them to fall to the dark side.
0: Yeah. I, absolutely I, I, I love it. And um God like there's there's so much to unpack here. Like as as you guys were talking, my mind was racing to back to um the, the novelization of it. And there's just one little part I just want to read real quick. And it's in, in chapter fourteen. This is uh, also, <laughs> it makes me laugh because after Ray healed Ben in The Rise of Skywalker, she just dipped. <laughs> like, she didn't say anything. There's no interaction. She's like, all right, uh, got to go. And just like and dipped out, which just makes me laugh. But um, <clears throat> in that moment, it says, um, but his mind was in turmoil. He hadn't known such healing was possible, didn't understand it, uh, how it had been done, but that wasn't the question that troubled him the most. Why had Ray healed him? Why would she do such a thing? Why had his mother loved him right up until her last moment? Snoke had lied about that. Snoke had lied about all of it. All of those voices in his head, torturing him throughout the years, They had promised him that a moment like this could never happen. They don't care about you, just their precious new Republic and later just their precious precious resistance. All lies. His mother had sacrificed herself to reach him and then Ray had healed him at great cost to herself in spite of everything he had done. He had failed to kill the light within himself because it had been all around him all along and Ray, his mother, even his father. "Hey, kid," came a voice. Like that's where Han oh. pops up, <laughs> and you're like, okay. "Oh, come on, man! <laughs> I gotta do that?" Sorry for doing that to you, but that's that's all I could think about that whole time. Um, yeah, he, he was he was isolated. He was forced onto this dark side island and told. You have to stay here because no one else will love you, and he was trying to convince Ray of that. Um, you know, he thought she'd be trapped like he was, and it's 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 not true. Uh, yeah, there's there's always, I mean, the thing about hope is there's always room for hope, and that's that's the point. Uh, oh all right all right so and and let's let's go ahead and and wrap this up with this this last round and so um what i'm gonna have us do is talk about um you guys work at lucasfilm um at disney (laughs) You have the green light stamp. You can green light any Ben Solo slash Kyler Ren project, uh, whether it's a what if or, you know, whatever you can imagine, you get to green light this story. What do you, what do you choose? And then also, if you have any closing remarks and let us know where we can find you and, and your content. And I'll come to Jay first.
1: I would love to see like a what if, like, Tyler Ray or Ben didn't die and like say if Ray and him got married and like they had a kid, like just imagine how powerful that kid would be having Skywalker blood and Palpatine blood. I would just love to see that, that, uh, how they would train him and how it would be. And then, uh, you can find me on TikTok. I'm Jwindu J A Y W I'm Jay Wendu, J A Y W I N D U. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And thank you so much for, for coming out. And I, I always love seeing your content and I need all the posters, especially like they're so, yeah. cool. so cool. Thanks,
1: thank you, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And then, um, and Brooke, so, same question. So you have a oh, green light any any project, and any closing remarks on all all of what we've talked about. And then, where can we find you? Also, um. If I wanted to get amazing uh, Kylo Ren earrings like you have, where could I find those as well?
2: Ah, yeah. Um, so, oh, God, if I could green light anything. I, I I, just want the, like, world between worlds theory to be true and that Ben finds himself in there and we see, even if he even if he doesn't ever come out of it, if he just like finds his peace within that, like if we just get like a post, a post Ben dying story, even if he doesn't actually come back, cause we don't see him as a force ghost at the very end. It's kind of left open ended a little bit. I think the idea was that, um, he gave his life force to ray so that's why he doesn't he doesn't have a force ghost but if they could explore that a little more if he could just find his like inner peace like we could see that process happening i would love to see that for sure um, closing thoughts um, when oh i just wanted to talk a little bit more when we were talking about his family redemption everything and then we have there's a note on like the Skywalker legacy curse. I think we see that once this like the Skywalkers become selfless is when, or they like forget about their own self or their own motives and they they give themselves up for something else is when they they truly like. I guess you want to say earn the title of Skywalker because we see Anakin do it with Luke. Um, we see Luke do it both for his father in the original, but also in the in the sequels he does it for you know his sister and the whole rebellion to escape. He you know sacrifices himself, um, and then we see we see Ray do it when she you know was going to sacrifice herself to Palpatine to save all of her friends. Um, and then at the end we see Ben do it as well. He, 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 gives up his own, we see Leia do it. We see for her son, we see Ben do it to save Ray cause he knows that she's, she's the one that can continue the legacy on. Um, but yeah, so I just want to add that, but you can find me on TikTok. Um, it's a uh, B underscore dazzler is my username. And I also have a lovely Etsy store. Where I sell lots of fun uh, earrings. So it is a far, far away factory. If anyone is curious, I want to look it up.
0: Awesome. Yep. And uh, your, your stuff is the best. I, I actually did have, someone was commenting on it in, in the chat, but we were, <laughs> we were so in the moment. I, I couldn't like, <laughs> I couldn't call it out just then. It's all good. <laughs> All right. And uh, last but not least, Lou.
3: It was fun. When you mentioned the earrings, I wanted to like be like to brick, like plug your store. Plug your because <laughs> <stuff. laughs> It is just so delightful. I love it. Um, so, okay. Uh, if I could green light anything, I would green light a, a story where, just where Ben just goes across the galaxy seeking redemption. I, I think that my favorite manga of all time is Rony Kenshin. Um, it's just, and it's like that type of story. It's just a guy who fought in, you know, in a war, he was an assassin, he did a lot of messed up stuff. And it's just a story about him finding peace and redemption and helping people. And it's a, you know, it's just a great story. And, um, and- I had so many cool ideas because it's like, I also want to make sure I make, make it abundantly clear. This is my favorite character. And while I have a lot of sympathy for him, Kyle did a lot of fucked up shit. <laughs> he did a lot of messed up stuff. <laughs> I want to make that abundantly clear because I know that that's a point of contention with a lot of people. People, you know, well, he did this and this and that, you know, and yes, you know, he did. You know, I'm not implying that, you know, he is a very empathetic character, but he's also kind of a dick. <laughs> he's also kind of a dick sometimes. He's, I mean, if any, he's, I mean, maybe not a dick, just woefully misguided in how he talks to women. He does, but, um, <laughs> just, oh my God. But um, he, you know, he's not a perfect character. And I don't, I don't think that, that, you know, giving him a perfect little happy ending with a little pretty bow on top, you know, I don't want that for him unless he works for it. You got to work for forgiveness. And so I would like to see him work for that. I would like to see him strive towards that in a, a, in in a piece of media. That'd be super cool. Um, Closing thoughts. First off, I just want to say thank you (laughs) because I, I I have a lot of thoughts in this character. So I appreciate you guys letting me just go off and really be in the fields. I appreciate it. Um, And I think one of my favorite, I think, I think I, I just recently thought about was how, um, I, we tease, whenever, whenever Kylo Ren is like throwing his temper tantrums and he's traitor and he's like screaming and he's (laughs) carrying on, it's funny. And it, and it, and I tease it all the time, but I also realize that every time I watch it, there's something weirdly cathartic about that. Like, I, I don't know, like seeing him just in a room Just like just screaming, like it. I don't know. Like I've been there. Like I have screamed. (laughs) You know. Like I I have. You know. I've screamed until my lungs is blood. Like I have. I have been in in my own. You know. In dealing with your own stuff. Everyone carries stuff with them. Like I have. I have. I have. I have broken things. I have screamed. I have just been miserable. And so like I watch him and I'm like, get it out, dude. Get it out, <laughs> just get it out like you're doing great you're doing great sweetie like I support your journey you know um and 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 the thing about Kylo too is that it. I think a lot of people who really connect with this character you know I've, I've talked to people before where like because because like I have like Ky like I had a Kylo keychain on my phone for a long time and I was a bartender for a long time and I would use the calculator on it, you know, and do stuff on it. And I would have people be like, Oh, what is that? You know, I say, Oh, it's Kylo Ren. I really like Kylo Ren. And I, and a couple of times I had people, I had men and I had women too, who, who were just like, Oh, I love Kylo Ren. I'm like really? Cause I, that's not usually the reaction you get. Um, and I had a guy once who was like, Oh, I just, I just love him. Like I just, and he couldn't really explain why, like he, was having trouble kind of articulating what about the character he connected with and you know you know and i and i looked at him i was like you know dude like, are you all right you know because a lot of people who have gone through a lot of trauma really connect to this character and he exi- you know and i could and i could kind of see like the wheels turning in his, in his head. Like I, I could kind of see the wheels turning with this, with this guy. Like I could see him kind of putting it together. Maybe he was making a personal connection and a lot of, a lot of victims of abuse really relate to Kyle Ren. And I think that, um, I think that like he, he exhibits, he's a survivor. And I think he also exhibits like the dark side of, of, vic- of victimhood. Like when people fight, face trauma when they face violence, if, you know, you know, if they were hurt when they were children, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a dark path. Like if you don't have a support structure, if you don't have a venue where you can seek help, you can fall down, you can go down a similar path to him. And I, I think that's And I think that a lot of people really connect with that. And I think a lot of people I connect with that, you know, I think a lot of people just, they see him as kind of like a dark mirror of themselves and of their experiences and he's just a very special character to me and i just he's just ah oh man he's great and and adam and it's like i just poor one out for adam driver he it's a, it's an interesting like as as well written as the character is i think if it wasn't casted right it would have come off as like super whiny, super like over the top. And Adam driver has such a wonderful subtlety to him that he like, I mean, it, all we, all we had was, you know, ow, and, but we got this full character. Brooke said it. We got this full character. You can see the physical change in him, in his body movement in his, actions and just how he fights how he moves and I mean they're they're when they connect through the force and they stare at each other it is like that was one of the most powerful things I've seen like in a long time and I remember Adam Driver saying like as long as he's with her he's he's on the right path and it's just like oh man it's just great so thank you for having me on to talk about him he's very special to me <laughs> so um you can find me i Miss this eggy on tiktok and uh and i just post a little bit I've, I've been branching out more with content but like it's always going to be a star wars page so that's where i'm at and yeah
0: uh i i, I love it i love it um we also uh i mean y- your energy is always super super <laughs> appreciated uh for one um and we have some 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 comment uh projects right so one is th- Poached Aggie presents Fantastic (laughs) Benz and where to find him. (laughs) I know who made that comment.
3: I know exactly who made that comment. (laughs) Element wants me to do like a drunk live so bad. He's like, do it. I'm like, oh I don't know, man. It's just like you what's funny is that every every once in a while, like I'd say like once like like a, a month or something, you know, I would I always listen to your to the podcast to. Uh, the high ground at, at work. Like I put it on in the morning. It's like my little wake up thing. And every once in a while I'd be like, you know, I, I wonder if he's going to ever do Kylo. I know you kind of had reservations about doing him because of like the thirst traps. <laughs> 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 and it's like, Oh, he's kind of like, you know, there's a, there's a lot of opinions on him and a lot of them are not safe for work, you know? And, and that's great. <laughs> that's great. You know, I mean, everyone enjoy him how you like, you know? Um, but, um, but uh, when you had finally, sent me the message I was like it is time I'm like oh yes here we go It is
0: time time.
3: the king has returned um but uh but yeah I I I don't even remember where the hell at my point was gonna be something I don't remember I'll it'll come to me later but I was I was just very happy to get the message and I was like yay we're gonna do him so
0: no I absolutely uh oh (laughs) we, we also had um uh jedi master sleepy here sith lord sleepy in and TikTok. he oh, says uh from an egg's point of view a ben solo biopic written and directed by miss eggy um
3: it's just gonna be me crying and then
0: <laughs> and then uh my idea is just the title because you said it dark mm. mirror yeah <laughs> The, yeah, the, the Ben Solo story. The Ben Solo story. Uh, yeah. Oh,
3: I re- I remembered what I was gonna say. I I remember like when you had sent when you had messaged me like this is real life, and I and I'm pretty sure Brooke, Brooke will will agree with me wholeheartedly here too. It's like when you had messaged me, I was like, oh, this is perfect timing because I just cried about him, so it's all out. <laughs> like it's all out. Like it's like oh, I'll be totally in a good space. Like I can do this because literally like Luke Skywalker. And Ben Solo, like I will be doing dishes, and I will just start crying. It's <laughs> like, they uh, yeah. deserve so much better. Uh, yeah,
2: I, I specifically only watched The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi because I knew if I watched The Rise of Skywalker either today or yesterday, I would have just been a mess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you ter- if you
3: turn it off after he smiles, then it's a happy ending. That's just it. Like, oh, wow, what a wow. great <laughs> ending.
0: <laughs> oh. uh, Although I, I will say, um, I mean, both both Element and I live live in Cal- Southern California. If you guys come out, like we'll we'll bring some bottles and then we'll just all <laughs> drink and and just just cry about Star Wars. I feel like that oh would just god. be a, amazing. Oh my god! Um, Star Wars Celebration twenty twenty two. Guys, come out! We're, we're we're doing it.
2: I really need someone to like someone other than my boyfriend to to drink and yell at, about Star Wars with because as, as, <laughs> as much as he loves it too sometimes he's like
0: <laughs> we've crossed a line a,
2: like oh I was talking about the podcast earlier. I was like alright this is like some of the notes that I have this is what I'm going to say and I was talking to him and he was like remember to breathe when you do this <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> like, like oh my god on that topic oh my god
3: really quick so after the Rise of Skywalker came out You know, he died, and I am, and I was like, and I remember in the theater, I was like, okay, okay, like, no, we, you knew this was a possibility, like, this is fine, (laughs) yada, yada, and then I saw it Thursday night, and then I saw it again on Friday morning. I was, oh, my God, I was a mess on Friday morning. I was, like, insane, and, um, because I didn't sleep, you know, I just laid awake, and then, you know, and so we saw it Friday, Saturday comes, Sunday comes, and then Monday night, like. My husband was watching television and I was sitting, we had like two little couches. I'm sitting on the other couch and I'm staring at nothing. Like I am Ugh. just sitting there, dead face. And this is this is days later. And he looked at me and he was like, Honey. Are you okay? And I looked at him, and I just burst into tears. <laughs> and I and he was so nice. Like he he came up. to, so He's like, I know that he meant a lot to you. It's gonna be. He was such a good partner. And I'm like, like heavy <laughs> crying. And I'm like, I don't so understand why they would do that. You know, and that you know, and then I got it out. And I was like, okay, the healing can begin now. And just oh man, it's just it's wild. Like I'm I'm usually so logical with fiction. Like I'm like I'm very emotional, mm-hmm. but like very logical and i'm like characters die and i'm like okay this character is dead i'm sad but we're moving on you know this this narratively makes sense but man this guy there's something there man
2: like i just had a that moment effect. yeah yeah i i think i saw it so many times in the theater cuz i was like repressing the feelings that i knew <laughs> that were going to come and like even after i saw even after i saw the last jedi it was the same I graduated in December for co- from college. And I remember like walking like across the stage being like, but what's going to happen? Like <laughs> shaking hands with like the president and being like, thank you. But also
0: yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Give me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. And,
0: and <laughs> also f- full disclosure with, with Marilu, um The first time I had her come on the podcast was I was doing episode two. And she had some some takes on on Annie Dalla. and I didn't know who to get to come for episode two because that's no one's favorite. My thing is, I want to I want it to be someone's favorite thing when that's mm-hmm. what we're talking about. Um, and so she she was kind of came on and an awesome job, and um, and I, I did the same thing with with Solo. I got, I found two people. Solo is their favorite. Um, and and Mary Lou also really liked it, and so I was like, okay, I know what topic she wants to talk about, so I have to invite her to that one because she's been so so awesome and kind.
3: Oh, so, I, love, I love Attack of the Clothes, I have very fond
2: memories, but you it's you are right though, it's like Attack of the Clothes is no one's favorite. I've like, I've, come to, <laughs> I've come to terms that it's in my top three, like the Hell middle yeah. children, the middle children are my top three. <laughs> and I'm unashamed about it now. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, I have super fond memories of Attack of
0: the Clones. I love it. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for, for coming on. Uh, this was such an awesome podcast and I have a lot more stuff to, to contemplate that I had not thought of before. So um, thank you for that uh, and for my twos later. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, please follow everyone that was here on, on the podcast. And if you want awesome stuff, check out Brooks' Etsy store, which is Far Far Away
2: Factory. Man?
0: Yes, Far Far Away Factory. Factory. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so good. Should should make some excellent stuff. But yeah, love you all, <laughs> and may the force yeah. be with
2: you. Thank you good so time. much. Be with you.
0: Thanks. Awesome. Bye.